allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Sovereign Minds, the podcast, once again. Today is Monday, March 14th, uh, 2022, and we're brought to you by MountaintopMedia.com. I'm here in the studio with my sister, Linda, who does all the heavy lifting. Good morning. And we have a special guest with us, Bob Holsinger. Good morning, everyone. Did I say that right, didn't I? Yes, you yeah. did. Very yes, good. you did. Good job. All right. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> yeah, right. it took me a little bit. I kept misspelling his name. Well, He's I've known like, Bob no, for a no. long time, but you know, you don't you don't realize sometimes you just go by Bob, you know, for works for me years and years, and then it's like oh, I actually got to say his name properly. There you go. Uh, so you're running for Kathy Darling's spot in Shasta County for the county clerk. That is yep. correct. Yes, I am. Okay, and uh, so. Uh, have we got any announcements we need to make or anything we need to talk about? Well, before we, get we going always here? have to tell people, you know, to share this, share to this, like smash it, it, and smash the bell and everything to get the algorithm working. Like that, yeah, yeah, that's so, very important. Yeah, well, so. we want to get it out there as much as we possibly can, and a lot of the platforms that are out there are starting to. Gee, you don't. Uh, want to get censored uh, don't don't you know don't go on youtube or facebook <laughs> yeah you know? because <laughs> you may not find us there so go to mountaintopmedia.com yeah uh, a lot of times it's the second one down right. just double check it that you're not on the kentucky one yeah mine goes straight there so i'm not sure some people are uh, having i issues, think it but... may be what browser you're using yeah. i'm not sure uh, i'm going to brave i mean we, i think everybody's gonna i think everybody should go to brave, brave absolutely yeah. because uh, i've been in brave for quite a while now actually but i went from uh from uh, uh, uh duck duck go because duck duck go is now sharing yep. information and uh, they thought they were good. They turned to the dark side. I used yeah. to duck, duck, go for 20 years, you know, I mean, wow. for that, I mean, it's been a long time, yeah. you know. So Brave uh, did some research off that one Joe Rogan program with, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, I don't think of his name, but uh, anyway. let's. Yeah, uh, there's a couple platforms coming up. But anyhow, we do have Bob in the studio. So, and well, tell us a little bit about yourself, Bob, and why you decided to uh, take on the county clerk <laughs> position. Well, I came up here in, in about four and a half years ago from Fresno, and I was working at the time in in the industry, electrical energy, energy utility-scale plant, power plants. Okay. I did that for about 42 years, started as a laborer, and ended up uh, for the last 25 years as a power plant manager and asset manager building and operating large utility-scale plants, three-quarter billion-dollar plants. Wow. And the last, uh, last thing I was doing, I was putting solar on the ground in Fresno County. 
Wow. And I put 800,000 solar panels on the ground and had the team working for me and uh, maintaining and operating those as well. And they were dispatching in the uh, Pacific uh, Gas and Electrics grid. So you're used to managing employees and managing budgets. Budgets, employees, uh, regulatory compliance stuff, that kind of stuff. It's, you know, you got to have a good team behind you. Well, and also you've been, you know, lately involved quite a bit in these elections. I think that's one of the reasons that you run or, so that's, or somebody somebody uh, hoisted you on the petard. Yeah, you've been doing election integrity for It's been this years. Is, this was this uh District 2 recall was the fifth election I've been involved with the Election Integrity Project California. It's a 501c3 nonprofit nonpartisan volunteer organization. And, uh is it based on white supremacy? Uh, probably not. No. Oh, oh no. sorry. Maybe that's Are the sure? other. Maybe that was the other organization. <laughs> no, it's not. I no, thought everything not. was based on white supremacy. You know. I, yeah. Yeah. Imagine that. We want election integrity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It must yeah. be. Yeah. It has to be. Anytime you want something good, like I don't know, responsible government, uh, you know, uh, uh, budgeting, uh, yeah. you know, uh, you know, spending the money wisely, those type of things. It's like the first <laughs> thing out of everybody's mouth is your white supremacist. Yep. If you question anything, you're a white supremacist. I'm not even sure I'm white or a racist <laughs> or or both. Extreme yeah. racist, yeah. I, I, I'm not. Gonna, I'm going to leave you. Don't <laughs> yeah, because know if you're white whatever you, I alone, infect I'll with, leave that alone. Infects you at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Hey, the election integrity though—they've been doing this election integrity of observer observers for 14 years, and they've documented an awful lot of election integrity issues, and it's right. currently in a lawsuit for the state has been sued along with 13 registered voters. What are they suing them uh, for specifically? Wow. They're suing from everything from uh, the choice of Dominion voting machines across the state and how that's a problem. They're suing for vote-by-mail ballots. Though it's convenient, there's a lot of inherent risk in those ballots for as far as the potential for manipulation of your vote. I'm uh, telling everybody to go to uh, 2000mules.com. Did you have a chance to look at that at no, all? No, I did not. You need to look at no. that because uh, Dinesh D'Souza's got that trailer out that's talking about the movie that shows uh, how they're using the uh, mail-in ballots to stuff the boxes. And it's pretty clear-cut, if you ask me, but it's something uh, that needs to be uh, brought out there. So I suggest everybody go watch that. So so with that said, uh, uh, you know, when you st- – started doing election integrity here in Shasta County uh, on this last recall. You said something about uh, you, you, that Kathy Darling didn't really want to talk to you? Well, when I walked in the door, the first meeting we had, she said, you know, I don't know if I really want to talk to you. It's like, why is that? Well, your organization suing my um, fellow registered voters. I says, no, I'm not. I'm not suing anyone. Election Integrity Project has a problem with state of California and 13 registered voters or county clerks in 13 counties. Over is she one of them? No, she's not. Okay. No, she's not. Over over election integrity projects and problems that have been documented by volunteer observers. See, I don't understand why everybody has a problem with election integrity because if we want legit, if you know, I think everybody wants. A legitimate election. You we know. certainly hope that's what they want. Well, yes, that's what people who are lawful want. Yes, right. you know. Yes. I mean, you know, we want some. Make sure that the votes are counted correctly. We want to make sure that only citizens are voting. You know, that are have a right to. But that's getting the lines are getting really blurred in the state of California because you know, with the the uh, DMV registering everybody under the sun and and saying they want illegal aliens or illegal. 
whatever uh well they automatically yeah they will automatically register people if they don't opt out of it is my understanding that is correct that is correct it's absolute insanity why would you want somebody from a foreign country who hasn't naturalized has not passed the citizenship test has not you know passed any kind of a test to you know want to assimilate into our country as an american citizen Okay, Uh, because the real deal is that, uh, you know, if there's a bunch of benefits uh, from not being American citizen and, you know, then you're going to vote for benefits from people who are citizens. Mm -hmm. And that just seems insane to me. And why DMV? I have a real issue. Who decided that DMV would make the call? On how to register people. It's the easiest place to get them because everybody needs a driver's license. Well, and we started issuing driver's license to undocumented or illegal aliens That's what I'm here a couple about. years ago, now, right? They're not legally able to vote in elections, uh, I federal. guess, at, at federal elections, but if they're all on the voter rolls, right. is anybody checking to see that they're not? And if they're getting ballots, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, do they have something in place that goes through the, the voter rolls and go, oh, no, they can't vote? Yeah, kicking in, out the illegal aliens yeah, the state at the federal, and level? federal level? I'll tell you in about eight months, nine months. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> now let's uh, the power of positive thinking. <laughs> boy, I'll tell you what. Uh, you know, Zig Ziglar's uh, you know probably <laughs> uh, creating memes as we speak. So, and who was the other guy? Uh, Covey, uh, uh, Stephen Covey. Yeah. Uh, seven yeah. habits of highly affected people. Uh, so highly affected people. Yeah. <laughs> That's who we are. The highly affected people. Is that it? So Kathy Darling has been in uh, as the Shasta County Clerk and Register of Voters since 2004 and uh, was elected to her fourth term in 2018. And I don't think she's ever run uh, with any opposition at all, has she? To the best of my knowledge, no. I can look that up pretty quickly, as well as anyone can on the the election department itself. And if you go down to past elections, you can see every four years, who runs for what, and you can see if they were challenged or not. So we're going on two more years, 20 years uh, down there uh, overseeing this, and I personally think, and maybe you can tell me your opinion as well, that anybody who stays in government too long becomes a part of the machine in general. Well, certainly can, yeah. It's certainly a possibility for sure. And when they become a part of the machine, they start to have – government's self-interest instead of the people's. That's why we need a turnover of of people in government because, uh, you know, they tend to defend government's position because that's where their paycheck is and, and their friends and, and whatever else or, you know, uh, colleagues and, and, uh, and supervisors. What do you think? I think that's a very possibility, and I will say right now definitively this is a one-term position for me. Okay. I've done a lot of work in the in the industry field and in, in private industry. I have no interest in becoming a new career politician. Yeah. So uh, my goal is again, I've been very successful in developing teams. I want to go through and interview everybody that's in the clerk's office, find out what I have, and then start building upon that. See where I go. Some people may stay. Some people might have to move on and find somebody to replace them. I don't know that. But that's what a manager yeah. does, though. You don't come in and leave the same staff without knowing who you have. Right. Well, I just saw that Trump was saying that they want to pass a law at the federal level if he gets in. Obviously, he's campaigning, and the, there's always issues. But he's talking about that in the executive branch, that he can fire anybody in the executive branch, uh, in the, and that's the only way they're going to clear out the deep state. And I think there's a, some wisdom to that. 
uh, because we've got people that have been entrenched in the local government forever here. We just got rid of probably one of the biggest problems uh, in the recall, in my yeah. opinion. Uh, you know, and uh, but that's what we have to do. We all know that it's known that there is problems in our local community. Well, and we have to start looking and, and asking questions and putting people in. Like you say, she's been in 16 years. As far as we know, nobody's ever run against her. She's kind of been doing her own thing over there. I'm not saying she means to be bad or she nope. is bad. I'm just saying nobody's really check, checking her out. No I'll, checks and balances. I'll be real honest. I said when I first started in 2018 with the primary election, they had just gotten Dominion voting machines. They had an open house for the community. Anybody could come up and see the new machines. It was the greatest, latest. And they were running them and showing you, putting ballots through them and the whole shot. That was great. That's a good outreach, okay? We didn't know anything about Dominion at the time. Right. Yeah. Well, we've learned. And the primary election went off. I was, I think, the only election observer in the county at that time. There might have been one or two. I know that I met the uh, grand jury that night. When the election day was, I met him in the auto register's office, and we walked around together. Hmm. Then the general election in 2018 happened. From one, it went to about four to five election integrity project volunteers that came out and did some observing for us and documenting issues. And again, Kathy was very f open, and the whole staff, we want fair and honest elections. I still believe that, but I believe I have a little bit of questions about something. And so where I'm going is so the... General election in 2018, it was fine. Then we went into the primary in 2020, and that was a different, a little bit of push pushback, okay. But I ended up there with about 30 election, 30, 35 wow. election. I think the trend observers. is people are waking up as they see what's going on here. We're seeing it. We're seeing it. And then that fall in the, uh, gen, the general 2020 election, the presidential election, I had like 72 or 75 people volunteer of those probably – 45 or 50 of them actually did something and actually does, looked at ob observing and actually documented any issues they may have wow. found. Well, it's kind of getting crazy, you know. Uh, and so now what's happened to me, Marcus, when I come back into the District 2 recall, all at once, she's not interested. You know, we had tours and everything during the Newsom recall. She gave tours of every observer that wanted one and walked you through the whole ballot processing. So when the recall started to happen, then that door kind of got closed. Is that what you're saying? It was along that same time frame. Election Integrity Project California <laughs> filed a lawsuit into the Ninth District Court of Appeals, appealing the district court's ruling, and went to the Ninth District with it. It's like, oh, I don't know if I want to talk to you. Well, why not? <laughs> your, mm. your 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 company, your organization, suing the state of California and thirteen of my fellow registers. Well, and everybody believed it was a fair and honest election, right? Because yeah. uh, Joe Biden got the eighty-one million uh, votes, and, yeah. and and Newsom got reelected. And Newsom got reelected, avoid, avoided the recall yeah. as well. And so it's hard not to think that there's not some cheating going on here, from my perspective. And I could be wrong, I guess, but you know, eighty-one million votes totaled up against the uh, opposition votes were more than people that were registered when you do the numbers. So so something was amiss. And uh, uh, But we just got a report that Mayorkas, uh, who's uh, I guess now the head of the DHS, is saying that they're going to target anybody who challenges the election and who doesn't agree with everything that comes out of Fauci's mouth. So that tells me right there, and that was the headline from this morning or yesterday morning, uh, that I mean, something's wrong. So I don't think, I think it's our duty as citizens of the United States it, yep. 
to make sure that something is not wrong. Yeah. And we do know that the system that they're using and how they're using it does have some issues. Absolutely. To that point. We do know that. Across the nation, there's been exactly. lots of issues with Dominion voting machines. I'm not saying anything about well, ballot harvesting. We know from this Dinesh D'Souza thing that's coming out, they've got the guys on camera doing it. Yeah. Ballot harvesting is another problem. All these things are in that document, that, that lawsuit in the Ninth District. Right. We're hoping to have that case heard somewhere in uh, midsummer, June, July timeframe. Well, we need to head this off before we get to the midterms, hopefully. Yeah. And uh, and before we get to the next presidential election, I oh, mean, man. it's uh, it's really crazy. So, so what is your vision for Shasta County as far as what you're going to do when you get in there? My intent right now is I've done some research on voting machines, optical scanning voting machines, and there in California, there's actually ten uh, vendors that are approved by the state of California. One of them is Dominion, obviously. Another one is a uh, homemade system by Los Angeles County. It was specified and spec'd by Los Angeles County, and it's the only one in the state. It's in L.A. County. I bet I, we could trust that one. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, well, <laughs> so, so of, of the 10, I think if I'm looking for an alternative vendor to what we currently have, I would look at the other eight. Right. And I have looked into one of them because it had a, a, a name that started with TEX, like as in Texas potentially, and I looked it up and I'll be gone. I'll be darned. It is actually uh, manufactured in Texas. It's owned okay. by a Texas company. Probably Texas Instruments or something, maybe? No, no. Yeah. No, but Texas actually uses it, as does Florida, as does, I think it's Kentucky and several other it's, states. Well, that would be, that. that's an interesting you know, problem and irony, I guess, whatever, whatever word you want to use there, because the peop- the states that are very conservative and reelecting conservatives have different machines. Have a different machine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, two and two equals four. Sometimes, you know. Yes, sir. Well, they make it sound like there is only one type of machine out there. Yeah, right. I mean, it's not widely known that we have I, choices of ten different ones. Or we, I didn't know. We asked the question uh, yesterday: Where is Dominion voting? Where are they from? What was the and I forget what the answer was. One, on. one was Can, is Canada, Canada, Ottawa, yeah. Ottawa, and yeah. then what Denver or something like that. Yeah, Denver, Denver Colorado. Colorado. Yeah, yeah. yeah they I'm have sure, an office in America too. I'm, I'm sure that uh, they have fair elections in in Canada. I'm I'm sure that Trudeau was elected yeah, legitimately sure. in no light of the trucker problem. thing where he's kind of declared himself dictator. But before but, we got on air, we were talking about the machines and then you know the ballots. That we don't have to use the machine. Well, there there is a. I'm I'm currently researching, and I've I've found something that's very interesting to me. It appears to be telling me that on local elections, such as the District Two recall that we just went through, right, that is a local election does not have any input or any ballot items on there from the state or the federal government. Thus, the local county can buy ourselves and manage our own elections. So that means the vote-by-mail ballots doesn't have to happen. The 29 or early voting period doesn't have to happen. So who, who decides that? The supervisors? Board of Supervisors can pass a resolution and say, go go take care of your business. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, that's very interesting. Because we've been involved in the one election uh, for uh, the city of Reading, I believe it was, city council, where where uh, when the guy went, is Gary Cad won by nine Oh, yeah. Nine or twelve votes, yeah, and we sat like in that. on the while well, they did the counts. We helped re- do the, the recount. recount. Yeah. yeah, because we didn't trust them, and I think that things might have been different if we hadn't sat in there because it was so close. I don't know, but it, we did uh, verify that. I think that we need to probably do that in these smaller local elections because 
I think that you, then you've got people from both parties uh, observing mm-hmm. to make sure that it's uh, on the up and up. What we saw in the recent uh, District 2 recall, the amount of observers was just amazing. We went up to 45 or 50 ourselves that were in the field at one time or another during that 29-day period. I know you were busy that day because uh, I tried calling you. And <laughs> an election day itself, I'm down at the register's office, the clerk's office, if you will, that I'm running for. And I'm watching in there, and I'm doing ballot processing in there, and I'm also getting phone calls about every 30 minutes, 25, 30 minutes, about somebody out in the precinct poll asking questions. Right. And I've got an assistant that's out there running around the polls just checking on people too. But every poll that I went to, I went to the afternoon. I spent four hours in the afternoon just going from poll to poll, just checking, seeing how everybody's doing, seeing how the polls observing, what have you. And it seemed like every one I went into, there was already a volunteer citizen observer. Some of them I knew. Some of them I had no idea who they were. So do you think... It changed, or the outcome was more like it should have been because the observers were in there? I do believe. I do believe that. Because if we are not there observing and making sure where our vote is counted properly, you well, don't know what you get. The recall, or how they're handling the ballots themselves. And, and again, again, when you go to the, we watched the the 1% recount, the hand recount, and then we watched their, their uh, new uh statistical recount that they did where they counted every ballot by hand and then watched that as well and documented all that. But, you know, it's something if you don't verify, then you don't know what you got. And that's what President Mm -hmm. Reagan told us about the START talk, the strategic arms limitations talk, right? Trust but verify. What's interesting is that before Modi got recalled, one of the last things or I don't know if it was the last thing, but some some of the things that they were doing, one of them was that they signed a contract with uh, Dominion now, I, I'm just wondering if that contract can be revoked or, I mean, especially in light of that, one of the guys that uh, was handling the Dominion <laughs> Systems, uh, you know, contributed to his campaign. His campaign. His Modi Defense Fund. His, right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I'm just wondering if the Board of Supervisors can get rid of that contract somehow because I'm sure that uh, there must be uh, some kind of a clause there if they find that uh, they, they, they feel that they're un reliable or something yeah because otherwise it, it's a three-year contract i do believe right that should be oh five that should be five one years. thing that we need to maybe ask the board of supervisors to examine at the meetings uh, i i uh, i've looked at the contract i'm not an attorney in any way but i did contracts and tort and stuff with my management experience and i look at that there is an escape clause in there okay and from my layman's understanding and i would have to have an attorney verify this a county attorney to verify that that you can get out of that contract by just notification. There's no buyout. I would think that they would have to have that kind of a clause in there. I mean, otherwise it would be it would be ridiculous because too many things could happen to where you were going to nullify that that uh, that contract. It, it offers you if you have cause, you can just tell them what your cause is, and they have with this time period that they have to remedy that cause immediately, or you can let them out. And then later on down the uh, the clause, the escape clause, you can just say, hey, you know, I want to try something different. Okay, I want to hit right. a couple more things here. Uh, I want to hit the conflict of interest mm-hmm. and the redistricting. So on the conflict of interest, uh, how can Kathy Darling be the overseer, for lack of a better for, uh, word, <laughs> uh, of uh, a, an election where she's one of the candidates? That's a question that uh, surfaced when I got looking at this. It's like, wow, how does that work? I, yeah, I, it's I, very I, interesting. I wouldn't have confidence if I were in that position. 
Say, oh, nor would I. Would you want to put yourself in that no. position? I wouldn't think. If you want a fair election, well, why then, would you be involved in the process? I mean, how, what staff steps in? I mean, how would you recount the votes? I don't know. That's kind of weird. Uh, I would imagine that she probably recognizes that she's not. You know, she's very capable. So I wonder if you have recuse herself from the process. I wonder. that we haven't heard yet. Yeah, but you know, uh, she has an assistant that is. Been there for twelve years or so. Jo- Joanna, Joanna, uh, I yeah. can't remember. Franz Cut, yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah, I've dealt with her before, and that kind of leads us into the next question on redistricting. <laughs> and that's been my <laughs> my uh, experience on the redistricting committee was, uh, and we had talked about this a little bit the other day that we had spent I don't know eight meetings over a period of a month or two, uh, putting together the redistricting of the of the supervisors' districts. And when we got there to the point where it was time to approve one of those maps, basically they were thrown out, revised to at the you know thrown out not at that meeting. They said they're going to revise, look at it again, come back the next meeting, and the the maps that we had done were completely thrown out, completely completely redone without any of our input as, uh, on the committee, and then adopted by the three to two vote of the same people that we had been fighting all along against this thing. On the redistricting, I don't know. Is there some remedy there? Do you know of? I don't know at this point, but it's certainly something worth looking into. It just doesn't. Nothing was used. Doesn't pass the smell test. Well, when you look at your maps, were what A and B? A and B. What happened to C, D, and then we went to E all at once? Yeah, and it was interesting. Uh Oh, I thought you guys submitted four different ones. Only two. Oh, we submitted the first two. Okay, and we thought that they were going to tweak one of those and and accept them because they were. You know, they were small revisions to, you know, try to comply with state law. But Yeah, no. because you have certain guidelines in Absolutely. order to redraw yes. the yes. lines. Yes. So what yeah. happened was after the last meeting that we had with the supervisors on the MAP approval process, uh, though they went in, she redid these maps on her own, and I believe it was Joanna, without any input from the redistricting committee at the behest of the Board of Supervisors, which they have the power to adopt these maps. But what's the point of having a redistricting committee and input from the public if you're going to completely ignore everything that happened that way and then redraw a couple more maps and then accept those? Sounds like something that needs to be answered to me. Yeah. How did we get from A and B to E? Yeah. And what happened during that process? Was she on the committee, Joanne? She was. She's second in command for Kathy Darling. No, but in the redistricting committee that you guys had. No, the committee was uh, chosen five people for each one of the boards of supervisors from each district. From each district by the board of supervisors. So I'm in Patrick Jones's district. So I was chosen chosen by him, and and uh, go on and on accordingly, whoever it was. And so, but she was working as Kathy Darling's assistant, uh, second in command, I believe. Yes. uh, In charge of that particular aspect of the redistricting and then interestingly enough after this map was accepted a week later she got employee I th- uh, of the month, of of the the month. month <laughs> award wow. ding 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 happy 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 yeah yeah right. so I, I mean it's hard not to think there was a little bit of a quid pro quo well, there you yeah know? you would have thought if if she was going to be involved in that, that maybe she would come and sit with the people, with the committee, and say... They completely you know, redid them and without you, any input from us at all. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And kind of sit and do a roundtable, you you would think, I, I mean, maybe? I guess they have the power to do that. Uh, Ruben Cruz, I guess the attorney said it's all okay, but it's 
from what I've seen, he's a yes man. He 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 doesn't necessarily even know what he's talking about sometimes. I hate to I'm not trying to throw stones even though I am. Yeah. You know, because it's uh you know the the process gets a little fishy. That's why this whole recall happened in the first place. That's why the county as a whole, the voters are getting involved with every that's why you're running because we're getting kind of tired of the good old boy club and that seems to be very prevalent across the board with these people. Yeah. That's something that's an unanswered question that we need to ask. You know, how did that happen? How did we go from A to B to E? Without any public input, number one, state law mandates the commission, the redistricting commission, was right. citizen input, right. which you did for A and B, but somewhere out of nowhere came E. However, the Board of Supervisors had the right to be able to approve redistricting by resolution. Right. They voted that in on themselves. Right. And so they made their resolution, and we're going to accept vote measure or map E. Wow. Well, maybe there's some kind of internal audit or uh, you know Freedom of Information Act if you get elected at this point. You know, would you be wanting to dig into that? And then, you know, obviously the budget as well. We had we had three people that were running in the District 2 mm -hmm. recall as candidates for District 2 in the event that Mr. Modi was recalled. That were displaced they by were this. They were displaced exactly. by Map E. I was displaced out of District 4 and thrown into Map 3 now. So I'm in uh, Supervisor Rickers' district now. I don't know how that happened. Isn't that interesting? Just coincidence, probably. It's all but, coincidence. Yeah. But you, you never know. You can't, well, in, in light of Modi's track record, it just would, I mean, is it out of the reach of a realm of possibility that this was just a finger in everybody's eye? <laughs> I think, but, but I, I think everybody what? knows the answer <laughs> yeah. to that. But you know what's really nice about this is they thought that they were going to win with all their lies and all their bullshit. I'm sorry, and they didn't. Oh yeah, to the, the truth point. is starting to be prevailed right. and come forward well, we because 12, of this. Twelve percent is not a small. To the point they even named Mr. Modi the chairman for the 2020 year, 22 year. Yeah, yeah. because Before they really the thought. Yeah, they really thought they had it in the bag, and guess what? It didn't work. Well, and they're still lying about it. I mean, have yeah. you seen some of those uh, Crimea River uh, uh, interviews on Modi? Oh, they then the lies and the reputation. Oh my life! Not just that. That that guy is an absolute snake. If you dig anybody that believed anything Modi said. Is, is, is wow. I tell you what, you're not looking at what's happening there. You know, you know, transparency, the 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 precincts, uh, you know, the redistricting, you know, uh, the, the budget, uh, you know, Dominion. It just goes on, on and, and on. on and on. We could probably spend an hour yeah. just trying to figure out uh, and examine all of uh, the things that Modi did that were not in the best interest of the public. Correct. <laughs> and he's not the only one, and that's no. why it's it, people get involved. I'm not saying Kathy Darling's not doing the right thing, oh. but we need other input. We need other people getting into these positions and looking to at it and asking on. the questions. Because yeah. we want to be fair, too. We don't want right. to just throw exactly. stones. But it's hard to think it's fair when you see a pattern of disrespect to the public. For over two years, we watched that, that Abs I know of. Exactly. And it's been, every board yep. meeting. Every board meeting, and it's been going on a lot and longer than that. it was getting worse and worse and worse every, every year. Yeah, yep. I mean, because we didn't want to go along with the vaccine program and the mandates and the and the mandated shots. And the masks know, and, and the all masks. that. So we're going to lock you out of the chamber. We're going to lock you out of the chamber. You know, they <laughs> removed the, the seats. seats out of the chamber so when we got in there was no place to sit i mean how sophomoric is that crap you know but that was we know who was the head of that stake that's why it was so important to get modi because yeah. if we can start 
the more we dig, I mean, it was pretty obvious who it was. If it wasn't Modi, it was those three, either together in conjunction, because it had to right, be together yeah. in conjunction. So they were all in agreement. Right. Yeah. Somebody's not doing what they uh, are supposed to be doing the correct way. But uh, anyone coming into a new... Oops, we're done. Well, no, it's okay. Well, so we, we can, anyone getting into a new position or being elected into a new position is going to have some research to have to do. You have to look at your staff. You have to look at what's going on, what's happening. It's going to take some time. But then once you get your feet on the ground, that's when we start making some decisions and making some changes if necessary. Right. And, uh, and you have to wonder if, when you're asking the questions and they don't want to answer or let you be part of it. You've got to wonder why is that? It, it's well, it's, uh, you know, this whole. I mean, we know the answer, but you know what I'm saying? We still have to, to ask those questions. That is our job well, to do that. They go, we're open and transparent, but when you ask the questions, they go, oh, we're yeah. not going to tell you that. Yeah, we're going to lock the door. <laughs> there was an issue. There was an event. There was an event during the uh, Newsom recall where we watched the ballot machines being certified. Tested before the accuracy tested before they went to the polls. They were then wrapped in seals, after, uh, numbered plastic seals on there were 17 or 16 different uh, boxes right. or seals that were put on the machine and individually numbered and put on the opening startup manual for those machines when they went to the polls. Right. We had events where five polls, the numbers had been changed on the QF cards or CF cards to have the data that the machines wow. captured on them. Why did that happen? Because those numbers were specifically put on the startup manual. We watched them do it, and it was a big issue. But when it went to the precinct polls and they started going through the seals and making sure everything was, oh, in five different precincts, the numbers had changed some reason. I asked the question, how did that happen? Never got an answer. That's not transparency. No. No. Maybe it's just, oh, you're all you're mistaken, Bob. That, that Okay, fine. Then show it to show me. Show me that, the seals yeah. that were on that precinct poll and show me that number matches what's in the book. That's all. That's all I would have said. But wow. Those are, that's what we call transparency, and that's what I'm trying to bring to the Shasta County Clerk's Office. Well, with that said, we're probably at the end of this segment. Uh, I think yeah, I we'll, think we're at the end of this one. And um, So we uh, we want to uh, stay tuned for the next episode. I didn't get any music today because I wanted to get as much time with Bob as possible. Uh, right. And uh, so we will be uh, seeing you guys on the next podcast uh, right after this one. Uh, it'll yep. be about inflation. And uh, I but think before we go, um, how can they get a hold of you? And where can they send money? Or, you know, do you have a post office box and a phone number you want to get out there for people? I can give you information right now. The, the web page isn't up and running right now. We do have a post office box, and that will link directly to the, uh, to the web page. Um, right now, I've got Bob Holsinger. It's B O B H O L S. S is in Sam, I N G is in girl, E R 35 at gmail.com is my my email account. And you're welcome to call me on my phone. It's 530 680 0862. And you have a Facebook page. Can they message you on that? Or? They'll be able to message me on that. And I'll get that on the phone. I'll get that on the computer okay. as well. We're also looking into a, a web page as well. And when we get that information, we will make sure well, that if you're not in here, we will share it with everybody so that they know where to go. Well, thank you all very much. I right. appreciate it. Thanks all right. In, Thanks Bob. for coming right. in, Bob. Yeah, thank you. All right. All right. So the next time. Well, I was just going to sign off with the usual. <laughs> oh. Government is not reason. It is not eloquence. It is force. And force like fire is a dangerous servant and a fearful master. We'll see you next time. Yeah. All right.